1: Joining us today for Song of the Soul is Warren Petrick. I first encountered Warren at the Teze-style worship consisting of music, readings, and silence, which he has been sharing with the Chippewa Valley. I found out that Warren is a widely accomplished musician, deeply rooted in his Christian faith, whose recent path has led him into the mysteries of silence and worship. It's a wonderful faith journey, and it's a joy to be able to share it with you. Warren Petrick joins us today in the Northern Spirit Radio studios. Warren, I'm so glad to have you here for Song of the Soul.
2: It's really a pleasure to be here, Mark. Thank you for asking me.
1: I had the privilege of running into you just a couple weeks ago over at University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire. What were you doing there? I was there for Community Action Days, and I think you must have been part of that too?
2: Yes, sir. Community Action uh, has been a part of United Cerebral Palsy for many, many years, and I am the community relations coordinator, so one of my duties is to be the volunteer coordinator, among many other duties, but I go over seeking people that want to help, people with disabilities that live in our 12-county service area.
1: Is that work with cerebral palsy, is this a vocation track that you had? What is your vocation that you're living out through your work?
2: Well, it's uh, an interesting path that we all go on, of course, and careers are one thing that sometimes we plan and sometimes they are waiting for us. And that was an opportunity that came up out of my music. The memories had been the co-hosts of the telethon for quite a few years, so we watched it unfold, and that's their largest fundraiser. And one year I called up about our appearance, and the boss there just happened to be looking for a new telethon coordinator. It just seemed to fit me at that point in my life and that's been 15 years now that I've worked for United Cerebral Palsy so it's hard to believe how quickly the time has gone by.
1: You mentioned, Warren, the memories. I also happen to know you've recently done some work with the Chippewa Valley Symphony. Music is clearly deep and integral part of your life. Tell us about who the memories are and all of these other connections you have with music.
2: Actually, Mark, music has been a part of my life as far back as I can remember. My parents loved music, loved dancing. They listened to the old big bands around home. I I always remember the tunes of the Dorsey Brothers and Ellington and whatnot. We always watched Lawrence Welk, and I just grew up with music. Always in my life, my mother even said that I could sing before I could talk, which might be true. I just don't recall a time when I didn't sing. And as I was growing up, I was at various talent shows. And then in high school, someone asked two friends of mine and I if we would put a band together for a wedding dance. So that is the memories story, but the memories has always been uh, pretty much the Lawrence Welk of western Wisconsin is kind of how I describe it, because we do a a wide variety of tunes from the 30s to the 90s, but it's also combined with a real lighthearted presentation on stage.
1: And of course, the way that I met you, you've been doing the Teze services here recently. Could you say a little bit about that?
2: I've always really enjoyed and been intrigued with many different types of music throughout my life. My music ministry began about 25 years ago. Actually, when we first started The Memories, we were singing gospel music in our little hometown together and separately. That music has just been part of the fabric of my life. Other opportunities have come up over the years. I studied voice at Stout and also at Eau Claire. Uh, The symphony was a wonderful opportunity, and so I enjoy classical music very much, and we just happened to have a holiday concert this year. I was actually the second choice. The Menominee High School (laughs) Choir was supposed to be the first, but I ended up getting the call, and it was just marvelous working with Nobu. Very talented musicians here in the Chippewa Valley. I just like a variety of different experiences. Gospel music, though, is my main calling right now. And I know I've been given this gift, and I'm supposed to share it. It's not mine. And that comes from interesting experience of nearly losing my voice back in the 70s through not producing the tone properly, bad living habits of not enough sleep, too much work, and pushing the voice when it wasn't ready for it. So after nearly losing my voice, I was fortunate enough to be reading the liner notes to a Robert Merrill album at the time. In those liner notes, he said, my voice is my gift from God, and what I do with that gift is my gift back to him. And it really struck me as so profound, and it put in perspective what we sometimes think we own isn't ours at all. So my mission, should it be, is to take that voice out into the world and share it. And if there's a message that someone else receives something from, then I've done my job. Tze grew out of... An experience of seeing one of the services and just going, this is so profound that I really need to bring it to Eau Claire. Actually, Ash Wednesday, uh, First Presbyterian is doing one and I'll be involved with them and I'm just sort of an advisor. And as you know, it's a very beautiful service of silence and meditation. Once that was opened to me, then Psalm 46, verse 10, became sort of the cornerstone. And I was at a monastery in the Twin Cities, where it was read just the way you're going to hear it, which is the first cut on my album, Be Still My Soul, read by Stephen Potter.
0: Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am.
1: Be still and know.
0: Be still. Be.
1: As my guest Warren Petrick said right before we played that cut, it's the first cut from his Be Still My Soul recording. You can't get it just anywhere. Really, what you want to do is get a hold of Warren, and there'll be a link on my northernspiritradio.org site to help you get in touch with him. But mainly, he makes this and his other CDs available when he's performing. If you're fortunate enough to go to one of his Teze programs, you'll be blessed with that. We did earlier on Song of the Soul. Broadcast the majority of one of his tese performances here at Trinity Lutheran. I was wondering, Warren, you did that a couple times at least. I'm guessing that you're Lutheran connected, but on the other hand you're going to First Presbyterian this week. Are you just universal or what is it? Do you have a particular background and direction?
2: I consider myself to be a non-denominational Christian. Wherever what I consider to be the message of love and mercy abounds, and they ask me, that's where I'm supposed to be. I grew up Catholic. There's still so much about the Catholic Church that is so beautiful. And as I get older, I discover even more treasure there, going back to the beginnings of all Christian faith. The early desert fathers, for example, who spoke of meditation and pretty much uh, early dissenters of what was the materialism of the time. The fathers just said, that's not what it's about. We need to discover our spirituality in silence and prayer. And those writings have become incredible inspiration to my music and my spiritual journey.
1: You mentioned, Warren, some things about other disciplines, other religions of the world where silence is involved. Do you get some of your inspiration from those kinds of places?
2: You know, I often uh, look to Thomas Merton as a great example of someone who tried to cross bridges between his spirituality and faith and the rest of the world. Tragically, before he got to build a lot of bridges, his life was cut short. But Thich Nhat Hanh, who was a great Buddhist, met Merton and said that now I know who a Christian is. And Merton often read the Upanishads of India and the Buddhist writings. And one of them that I came across is from the Upanishads. And if you don't mind, I'll just share it with your listeners. In the depths of meditation, sages saw within themselves the Lord of love, who dwells in the heart of every creature, deep in the hearts of all he dwells. The Lord of love holds in his hand the world, composed of the changing And the changeless, the manifest and the unmanifest. The separate self, not yet aware of the Lord, goes after pleasure only to become bound more and more. When it sees the Lord, there comes the end to bondage. All is change in the world of the senses, but changeless is the Lord of love. Meditate on him, be absorbed in him, wake up from the dream of separateness. Know Him to be enshrined in your heart always. Truly, there is nothing more in life to know. Meditate and realize this world is filled with the presence of God.
1: That's beautiful, Warren. Thanks so much for sharing that. It's clear, Warren, that you're doing music of all different sorts out there, doing a lot of it. Do you actually also compose, write songs, write lyrics? Is that all part of what you do, or do you always adapt the many, many gifts that we have out there in the world to choose from?
2: Composition is not one of my strong points, nor has it been really a calling for me. There are so many thousands of wonderful songs written. I love to perform, and I love to try to extract perhaps a different angle out of what I've heard before, and so many have gone before me, so I just pretty much stand on their shoulders and maybe get a different version or a different vision of that song, and perhaps can, I can bring a new meaning or understanding to it. To answer your question in a short fashion, no, composition is not something that I've been called to. I have written a baptismal song, which was inspired. I wrote that in about an hour. It still stands as a, a wonderful song for a christening or a baptism, but I don't know what the future will bring right Now, I'm still called to uh, do the songs that others have written.
1: Well, this is your song of the soul that we're sharing here today. And so I'd like to hear some more of the music. You've got a few recordings you could choose from, but where would you like to go next?
2: This next song, I first heard Larnell Harris, the great African-American tenor one of my favorite artists he really uh, is an incredibly gifted man and i heard this on one of his albums perhaps as long ago as 20 years ago and its acapella stature just adds to the beauty of the message it is called mighty spirit
0: there is a mighty Shining out across the sky He's calling out the weary To green pastures come and lie. There is a mighty spirit Crossing barren land He's sowing love unceasing Fresh fruit spring from the sand. Harvest time is coming, the reapers in his head.
1: Mighty Spirit, performed here by our guest for today's Song of the Soul, Warren Petrick. And I would say, Warren, by the way, that you captured the soulfulness in that song very well. You said that there's not much music, say, past the 90s that really calls to you. Are you saying that you haven't done any rap or that kind of thing?
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't understand a lot of the new music, and now I sound like my parents when the Beatles came out, of course. But no, I don't do any hip-hop, I don't do any rap. Perhaps if I understood it a little bit more, I'd be right on the bandwagon. But no, I'm much more classically trained and much more uh, traditional gospel music, let's say, as my basis and my background is pretty much see the notes and stay with the spirit of the song as much as possible. I'm sure there's great meaning for the people that perform it. I just don't understand it.
1: And I think that's just fine. So that song, Mighty Spirit, was also from your Be Still My Soul recording. How many recordings do you have out there? What are the other choices that we'd have? Because I think that you could have a compilation that was totally Tezé music, or you could have a compilation that was from Frank Sinatra or somewhere. I don't know. I mean, you could have all of that, right? Right.
2: Well, I could, but as far as gospel material, I have done this one. Before that, I had done two recordings, which were no longer available they were on cassette at the time and those were songs for a new creation volumes one and two and then I did another one which is quite a sophisticated effort with sequencing and full orchestrations and that one's called let his children rejoice so really I only have the four gospel but then with the memories currently I believe we have somewhere in the vicinity of a dozen different variety CDs ourselves so There's quite a bit of things available out there if people want to hear my voice.
1: Well, I think we should dive into some more of the music. What would you like to add next to your song of the soul?
2: This next song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, is rather reminiscent of a prayer of asking for the blessing of understanding what our purpose is. So in asking to open the eyes of our heart, I think we ask to go deeper than just a surface understanding of the word. And that's why I love this song so much. It's opening the eyes of our heart so that we truly understand what it is that he's telling us.
1: Open the eyes of my heart, performed here by Warren Petrick.
2: Open the eyes of my heart, Lord.
0: Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see. By heart. I want to see you. I want
2: to see
1: you. That was Warren Petrick performing a relatively modern gospel song, I guess you'd say. It's "Open the eyes of my heart. Of course, Warren, you do other music you mentioned earlier that your parents reacted when you were listening to the Beatles they reacted kind of like what's that noise are there songs by groups like the Beatles or other popular musicians that are part of what the memories does actually we do some Beatles they
2: were remarkably talented songwriters I once heard a music history professor tell me that all Western music that I was studying in college is footnotes to JS Bach But I heard someone else say pop music is basically footnotes to the Beatles. The melodies just seem to be there, kind of like a modern-day Mozart who just, we're lucky that we got what we did in his 32 years that he lived. For the most part, we seemed to dig way into the past and find old chestnuts that were performed by the likes of the Mills Brothers and Frank Sinatra. Fabulous songs that, as I heard it put, it was adults writing for adults. And a lot of the songs are very sophisticated that you hear from the 20s, 30s, 40s, even through the
1: 50s. You said you grew up Catholic, as did I. You know, I've been Quaker, so I've moved into the silence mode. I've moved into finding God's voice in silence. How did you make that transition? What took you to that point? Where you, you know, you said you heard a Teze service, but you know, there's the time that you get out in the monasteries. There's the time that you get to experience the deep silence, was it in that Tezé service, or had you been meeting with silence and meeting God's voice that way before?
2: That's an interesting question, Mark, because uh, you know how the process is is really almost seamless, and it's really hard for me to point to uh, like a epiphany moment when it really broke through. Although I must say that on first experiencing Tezé, Exactly, with the sisters at the St. Paul Monastery, I was so moved by the silence. And in my life, as I think in many in contemporary society, if, if they're anything like me, I don't know anyone actually who's not really, really busy. And then I had a friend in a Bible study with me say that he had read that busyness is the number one sin of our society. And I think, He's pointing right at me because I'm one of the most busy people that I know, but I know many others that are even more busy than I. And so I think the silence was almost a prescription for me from God, but I was too busy to hear the call until I slowed down enough. And and maybe it was the Tizze service that actually said, okay, now just unplug yourself for a while here and then i heard it replug actually it's a, it's a changing of our of our hearts from this constant chatter that goes on in our heads to connecting with that which is most deep and basic and fundamental inside our hearts and that is god as love in order to hear that i really had to stop i had to slow down and it was it then it hit me that gosh this is the tip of the iceberg i'm just discovering the profundity of silence and the profundity of a group of people sitting together and worshiping in silence. It is so beautiful and it is so profound. I really took it as a a mission a personal mission I should say to really dive into the literature and there is a lot out there I had no idea and then going way back centuries and centuries so this is no novel thing but it was novel to me and I really needed to hear that message and so I start my day in silence and I try to end it in silence but it's more of an obedience because the Latin word obidare, I believe it is, it is means listening intently. Well, if we're going to be obedient to the call, and that's what I want to do, I want to turn my eyes and my heart toward my purpose, then I have to go to silence, because it really is the beginning point. Where I go out of that is where silence leads, and that's into service. I don't think it's it should be this completely individual experience, although it has to start there. I think we have to turn and silence ourselves and then carry out what we hear into the world. And so that journey has become a very exciting one and really has only been in about the last uh, three years of my life, but it becomes more and more important to me every day.
1: I almost thought, Warren, you were going into one of these standard Quaker jokes that we heard. Someone comes into a Quaker meeting and sits down, not knowing what the Quakers do as their worship this hour of silence. And so he's sitting there and he's checking his watch and everybody's sitting there silently and he's wondering, he's getting impatient. And finally he taps the guy next to him and he says, hey, when does the service start? And the person says, well, when the worship has ended.
2: I like that a
1: lot. I'm going to borrow
2: that. The silence leads to service, and I don't think that's unique to the Quakers, perhaps. I think it goes way back as far as Jesus, you know, and perhaps before that. If anything, I think it has always been a search for myself or a goal to find wisdom. It sounds almost obtuse, but I was a philosophy major here at the university, and what I did learn was the limitations of our language. Language is so limiting, but yet it's the tool that we have to move ourselves out of ourselves. But however, what we also have is the creation around us. So language is spoken to us very loudly through what God has created, and if we open our eyes to that, This next song really speaks about it in more profound terms than I can ever put it. But as we look out into creation, I think it was said in the Psalms that only the fool says in his heart that there is no God. To not believe that our marvelous and incredibly complicated world is not made by a loving God to me makes no sense whatsoever. So often I just sit quietly in the woods and let it speak to me. In fact, Thomas Merton said when he took a group of monks out one time and one took us a textbook with him, he said, why are you bringing that with you? Your book is all around you. And this next song talks about that. And it's one of the oldest and most beautiful hymns that we have in the faith. It's called How Great Thou Art.
0: Consider all the worlds thy hands have made. I see your stars, I hear the rolling. home.
1: awesome song, How Great Thou Art, performed here by Warren Petrick, who is with us today for Song of the Soul. This is Song of the Soul, which is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can find us on the web at northernspiritradio.org, and I'm your host, Mark Helpsmeet. Our home radio station is WHYSLP Eau Claire but we're going out across the nation of course via our website and iTunes you can get us all over the place and so please do visit our website northernspiritradio.org drop us a comment we love to hear from you it helps us improve what we can give to you. As I said, that was How Great Thou Art, one of those inspirational songs of just experiencing the beauty of creation around us. And you mentioned, Warren, that sometimes you like to go out in the woods and do that. Now... Is there any danger that you're going to become pagan or druidic or something because you're going out in the woods? Uh, some people think that you know you have to find God between the four walls with the organ playing. You know what I'm saying. And some people say it's, it's dangerous to look at the book of creation because the only book we should be studying is the Bible.
2: I don't accept that at all. Uh, Of course, the Word does speak to us in ways that go beyond the Word, but I really think that God wanted us to look into the heavens and uh, to look as far as we can. So when I see things like the Hubble telescope producing incredible images of what God created, I believe it's a tool that God gave us to discover him. The electron microscope goes just the opposite way into the incredible complexity and sophistication of the human body, for example. And within its folds, we can learn so much about who we are. So I think science and spirit are so connected the greatest minds certainly not original of mine I'm not a scientist by any stretch of the imagination but what they teach me in their words are again it's almost an echo of Jesus's words which say only the fool would say that there is no God I mean as we discover more and more profound links between science and our mythology I believe that it is teaching us more about ourselves and more about who God is so to answer your question, it's would be a profound no. I think nature has so much to teach us.
1: Well, of course, another part of being responsive to God is to find out what God would have as our will for us. So we sit in awe of creation, but then we try and find which direction we need to go, what we need to do with our lives. And I'm mentioning this, of course, because your next song moves in that direction. This song was given to me by one of
2: my students. Uh, One of the things that I really love in the last 15 years is to uh, teach voice. And I've had such incredible teachers in my students. Well, one of my students brought a tape for me and said, we think you should learn this song. When I listened to it, it just knocked me out with its beautiful, beautiful lyrics and the gorgeous melody. I believe the melody is an old American tune, but they borrowed a Scottish poem for it, which goes back, I believe, to the 16th century. It opens up with, to do your will is my desire, to live in you, Lord, is my life. It goes on from there in increasing intensity with the final verse being, and so my God, I give to you this little being that I am, but it is your gift to me. So of all the songs on the album, other than the title cut, it is probably the one that speaks the loudest to me about really listening, trying to profoundly listen to what it is that he wants me to do. And that's a day-to-day process. You know, it's not just being a teacher or a community relations person or an entertainer. It's, what do you want me to do now? So the incredible power of the here and the now comes to me very, very loudly through the gospel, through the words that Jesus taught us, through the teachings of the Buddha, all of the different wisdom traditions that teach us heaven and earth, heaven rather, is created on this earth. We create it with our sense of the other and how we relate to others in love, in mercy, in forgiveness, in all of the qualities that Jesus told us we must do to survive. That becomes our most important task, in my opinion. So the next song, To Do Your Will. To do
0: your will is my desire To live in you, Lord, is my life To spread your love through all the earth, to find Thank you.
1: To Do Your Will, performed by Warren Petrick. And Warren, I don't know if you know the song. Do you know The Water is Wide? Do you know the original tune? I assume you could even be singing that one. It's such a beautiful song, and it's original.
2: I believe that is the source. And as I said, my research on it was sketchy, but I believe it's a 16th century Scottish tune.
1: I can see the clock is winding around quickly, so we better go right on to your next song. Tell me about The Strength of the Lord. And I mean the song, not just the topic.
2: The Strength of the Lord is another Larnell Harris tune. He didn't write it, I don't believe. But this is one that really speaks to silence in that if you listen closely to the recurring lyric, it's so profound and it's so open, but it keeps coming back to it's not in trying, but in trusting. It's not in running, but in resting that we find the strength of the Lord. So, once again, it reiterates this new knowledge for me, that it's not so much in our doing. I once heard it put that we're not human doings, we're human beings. Being often requires just simply that. We don't have to be productive all the time. We don't have to be scurrying around and worrying about the next appointment that we have. It's more about just being in that vertical connection with our God, our spirit, our leader. So being in touch with that leads us into this song. It's called The Strength of the Lord.
0: Sometimes life seems like words and music that can't quite become a song. So we cry and sigh, and we try again, and wonder what could be wrong. But when we turn to the Lord at the end of ourselves, like we've done a time or two before, we find his truth is the same As it's all always been We never will need more It's not in trying But in trusting Not in running But in resting Not in wandering. But in praying that we find the strength of the Lord He's all we need for our every need and we never Still he'll let us go if we choose to To live life on our own And then the only good that can never be said Of the pain we find ourselves in They are places to gain The wisdom to say I'll never leave him again. It's not in trying, but in trusting, not in running, but in resting. but in trusting, not in running, but in resting.
1: That was The Strength of the Lord, Warren Petrick. And Warren, I just wanted to comment. uh, Most of your songs, it's either a cappella or it's with keyboard accompaniment. When you perform with the memories or others, are there other instruments besides the piano that get involved? Or is it just you always on keyboard?
2: The keyboard acts as my whole orchestra. It's a new technology about 20 years old called sequencing. It's rather sophisticated digital synthesizing, which allows me to do the drum tracks, the bass parts, the organ parts, whatever it calls for to make the different textures. So when you hear a memory show, it often sounds like we're backed up by a full orchestra. So no, you'll hear guitar. I play trombone and guitar and piano. And really the lyric is what it's all about. The language is what we have.
1: Well, when you were speaking about the lyrics for the strength of the Lord, you alluded to the part where it says it's not in trying, trusting, not in running, resting, not in wandering, but in praying. That for me almost paralleled. I can't pull out which verse of the Bible it is, but you know, it's in the crashing, the thunder, Lord was not there in the wind, Lord is not there in the stillness, that's where the Spirit was.
2: I believe that was the prophet Elijah, if I'm not mistaken. It wasn't in the hurricane, he wasn't in the fire, he was in the still small voice. What a beautiful way to understand how God is inside each one of us. I really believe truly that he exists within every other human being, regardless of their culture, regardless of their background, he's inside their heart. I think it's Deepak Chopra, within you I see the divide. And if we can take that as our jumping off point for relationship, then it all makes sense. Jesus said that I will be in you as I am in the Father. It is truly a mystery. How can we be inside the Father? Are we God? No, we're not God, but we participate in God's love. Living that out, I think, is a lifetime journey. Elijah came away from that experience finally getting it. And so that leads us into our final song, which is the title cut of my CD, Be Still My Soul. Probably one of the oldest songs that I perform on this album, and it's still one of my very favorite hymns. The hymn goes back to Finland, called Finlandia, but the verses that are contained in there really sum up so much of why I sing and try to really get that sense of slowing down, taking a breath, feeling the breath, and knowing that every one of them is a gift from God. Without breath, we have no voice. I used to think that who I was was my voice and my music. When I almost lost it back in the 70s, I came to a real wonderful conclusion, and that is that no matter what, if he takes it away as I walk out the door today, I'm still his child, and he loves me beyond my understanding. And so... To embrace that mystery in humility has been my journey. And I thank you so much, Mark, for the opportunity to talk about my journey a little bit with you. And it's been really enjoyable. Thank you so much.
1: You're very welcome, Warren. We'll take you out now for Warren Petrick's Song of the Soul with Be Still My Soul. be still my soul. Thank you so much, Warren, for joining me today for Song of the Soul.
2: Thank you very, very much, Mark, and God bless your ministry. I look forward to hearing many of the other Song of the Souls that you've done. I'm sure they're in your archives and many more to come, so thank you for this program.
1: That was Warren Petrick. To connect with Warren about his music, about Teze-style worship, or just to talk to him, please follow the link from my site. NorthernSpiritRadio.org The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can
0: be happy Let in the light it will heal you And you can feel you And sing out a song of the soul